Welcome to Briefings in Brief, an audio digest of IT news and information from the Packet Pushers, including vendor briefings, industry research, and commentary. I'm Drew Conry-Murray. I'm here with Ethan Banks. It's October 27th, 2020, and here's what's happening. Uh, on October 21st, I attended a security field day event with the fine folks at Tech Field Day. The sponsor was Cisco, and the topic was Cisco Tetration, and Ethan is here to find out if I was paying attention. Yeah, I, I am here. So, uh, well, and I'm also curious, Drew, just to get an update on what Terra Tetration is at. Because here, here's my memory of Tetration, and you get to fill me in on what's changed here. Mm -hmm. Tetration was this monster kind of analytics engine. You could put all sorts of data and metadata in. I think you could read like straight up packet data, but then also flow data, and mm -hmm. then come up with all kinds of things that it knew about your network. And uh, to, to get a hold of it, you spent somewhere between a million and a billion dollars. I don't know. It was really expensive, whatever it was. I don't remember exactly. Yes. And you could do all kinds of interesting network analysis with it, including things like, I need to baseline the traffic flowing between these two applications and then come up with a whitelist for micro-segmentation. Those are some of the early use cases that I recall. But Drew, it's been... I think a, a at least a year, if not a couple of years for me since I've had a Tetration update. So uh, fill me in, man. What, uh, what else has been going on? Yeah, so it did come out 2016, big focus on data center analytics. Um, right now, based on the briefing we got, Tetration is focusing on two major use cases. You hinted at both of them, application dependency mapping and micro-segmentation. So that is, you use Tetration to figure out which applications and services are talking to which other applications and services, uh, both for apps that are on-premises and in the cloud. And once you understand those dependencies, then you can set up fine-grained segmentation policies, uh, micro-segmentation, to make sure that apps that shouldn't be talking to other apps or services are not, and that only good apps talk to good apps, et cetera. Okay. What's the architecture these days? I remember it was like a bunch of compute that you needed to make this thing go. It kind of required a lot of horsepower. Is it right. still that sort of thing? Or? You were right about the million dollar price tag because you, in the early days, had to buy essentially an entire rack or a half rack, probably of UCS gear uh, and storage to make it all run. Um, you can still do that if you want, but you can also now get it as SaaS. Uh, so they do have the cloud option. The two main components are a big data analytics platform. That's where you ingest the packet and flow data to build those dependency maps. Um, this platform also serves as the, serves as the policy store. Uh, second, there's an agent that's going to sit out on the application host that can be physical servers, VMs, or uh, hosts in the cloud. It's the hosts that are collecting the, the packet and the flow data. They send that up to the analytics platform. The hosts also program a local firewall on the host with the requisite rules to enforce whatever your policies are. Uh, so that means if it's the host is running on a Windows machine, it's going to use the local Windows firewall. If it's running on a Linux machine, it's going to be IP tables. Uh, okay, so I forgot about the agent component of that, but yeah. that addresses how they can deliver this as uh, as a SaaS offering. I'm going to assume that the agent is doing some ingestion of the data and maybe some kind of roll-up or metadata or tagging kind of a flavor to ship that off to the cloud for analysis rather than a full... Oh, shipping all of that data up to the cloud would be rather expensive in uh, more ways than one. Yes, well, definitely for the cloud. But um, they say the agent only hits about 3% of your CPU usage. So it's not doing a lot of local processing, no. Oh, okay. So not, not, not too bad then on but that. They do say it's essentially sending data like every second. So it's going to be hitting that either um, hardware or the SaaS service very frequently. Okay. All right. So... So I've got um, an agent that's sitting there. I've got to deploy that. The data for packet and flow data gets begins getting uh, analyzed. And then 
how do I t- do I tell titration what I want it to figure out from all that data, like scope the analysis it's doing somehow? Yeah, essentially. So what they say is you you start with one application, you pick one application, roll out the appropriate agents, and just let those agents run and start collecting packet and flow data. And it starts to build this picture of, okay, what is the what are these applications talking to? What uh, databases do they hit? What DNS servers are they hitting? Are they talking to other applications? And what do they look like? And it sort of builds out this picture. And once it's got this picture, then you can come back in and say, okay, Here's what I here's the the set of lists the the rules I'm going to build allow these communications block these communications and so that's how you develop a policy set for that application so yeah it gives you the big picture of all the communication that's happening and then you decide what's good communication what's bad communication and how do I want to address that with my policy rules okay so other than the SaaS piece it doesn't feel too new to me this is more or less the story that they were pitching um, the last time I was paying attention so it feels like it's found its niche and it's got a pretty pretty comfortable use case. Yeah, I think so. In the early incarnation, they were talking a lot about really digging into flow records, but I think that's they've really just focused very tightly now on application dependency mapping and micro-segmentation. It reminds me a lot of uh, Illumio, which is, a, I think, a competing product in this space. Yeah, that is a very fair comparison. Uh, Illumio does does all of that. So it's got a policy orchestrator in the middle and then uh, does a traffic analysis and and right from there, you can do your your whitelist, build your micro segmentation policy, test it, and then uh, then push it out. And, and Tetration lives in that world as well. Although, if I'm in the Cisco world, let's say I'm an ACI customer, mm-hmm. is Tetration like overlapping what ACI does? Because I can do micro segmentation with ACI. Do they are they complementary or kind of competing products? Uh, it's sort of a coopetition, I would say, because yes, uh, ACI does do uh, micro segmentation. That's one of its key features. But when we asked them about this, actually, what about ACI and titration? They said ACI doesn't help you understand the consequences of segmentation. Meaning, if you set up a rule set that kills a process, uh, kills a connection that should be good, you break an app. Uh, whereas with titration, you can actually test your rules before you push them into production, so you can find out, oh, of these twenty-five rules that I was going to push out. Uh, I just broke uh, a link to a backup server. That's not a good thing. You can find that out before you push to production. Uh, you can't necessarily do that with ACI. Uh, uh, okay, so ACI means you understand your application so intimately that you can confidently deploy those rules just based on your own human knowledge of that app versus <laughs> right. uh, Tetration, which is going to do the analysis for you and and uh, clue you into just how clueless you actually are about how your application works. I think Tetration <laughs> takes a more realistic picture of folks' grasp of all of their applications and dependencies. The other thing is that... <laughs> you, you're, you're very kind, more realistic <laughs> picture. I, yes. I said clueless. Okay, I, I see what we're doing here, Drew. The other thing about Tetration is that unlike ACI, it's not coupled to your switch hardware. You don't have to buy... You can have whatever fabric, whatever network underlay you want. It doesn't even have to be Cisco, and you can still use Tetration, whereas ACI is tightly coupled to Cisco routers. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so what else am I getting with Tetration these days? Um, am I getting? I mean, has it like grown in scope, or is it still way down? It sounds like it's almost like layer three, layer four stuff. Do I get like any app analysis or anything like that? I mean, you'll understand what applications are out there and what and running. It's not uh, a performance measuring tool. It's not like uh, App Dynamics where it's doing APM work. That's not its function. It's more about uh, application identification, application dependency mapping, and then the policy enforcement. And, and being able to do it with massive, massive data sets where you've got lots of apps and lots of data. I, I'm presuming with all of that horsepower they're throwing at Tetration. 
Yes. And in fact, you know, they really recommend that you run it sort of in observation mode for a long time. This is not let it run for an hour and start pushing policies. You can run it for days, maybe even weeks, in part because there are applications where some process might kick off that only happens once a quarter. Um, and so you don't want to be building rules when you don't have the full picture yet. All right. So let's say I'm an IT shop and I want to buy titration. Which of the teams within IT is likely to get this? Because I could see this being the networking team perhaps, but I could also see it being the security team. Did, did they give a clarification how it usually fits? Yeah, being Cisco, it's probably going to come in through the door via the networking team or the security team. Um, but your app folks, your dev folks, your infrastructure folks are also going to want to get their hands on there, particularly as you start monitoring your applications and wanting to build out policies. Having your developers and app team in there is going to be very useful for helping you figure out your initial rule sets. Uh, the other thing they're positioning this is as applications are changing so frequently that you want to make this as automated as possible tied into it, whether you have whatever your update process is, whether it's just ServiceNow tickets or you're doing a CICD pipeline, you want to automate that and streamline it as much as possible. And Tetration provides some of those automation and streamlining capabilities to help you tie into that so that your security and compliance and networking folks aren't always three or four steps behind what your app team is doing. So they're really positioning this as a way to break down those fabled silos in the IT organization, that Tetration becomes a focus point for everyone to get a little bit of a piece of. It's funny that you bring it up that way and that they're positioning it that way, because I hadn't, being so infrastructure focused myself, I hadn't really thought about it from an application or a developer kind of perspective. But as I reflect back on various troubleshooting exercises I've gone through over the years, there have been times where I've done, say, a Wireshark captured troubleshooting some problem, worked with the developer to explain what was going on, and they'd be like, oh, is that what's going <gasps> And then you see this moment where they're like, oh, I know why that's doing that, and I know how to fix that, you know, mm -hmm. as soon as you reveal to them the, the, what's happening at the network level with that app. So yes. that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's that way to bring everybody around the table and sing Kumbaya together, which is nice. <laughs> well, Ethan, I, did I pass? Did I, was I paying attention? I, I mean, it seems like you were clearly paying attention. Now, I got to admit, Drew, I was hoping for, uh, um, you know, more fireworks or magic from the Tetration team. But but I guess what we're really at is the product has found its stride and it's it's maturing. So that that's good. Yeah, and frankly, you know, having a product that's very tightly focused, I think, is good because there's so much going on. And I can see ways that Cisco could extend this over time as they get it implanted into your system and it start gathering information and building out. Uh, they didn't mention intent-based networking, but I could see that coming down because they've got this ability to test rules and so on and do that uh, compliance checks and validation before you push. So I want to be clear, they're not talking about IBM with this, but down the line, I could see that happening. So there may be fireworks later. We'll keep an eye on it. Very good. All right. Well, that was Briefings in Brief from the Packet Pushers. For more IT podcasts, blogs, and news created for engineers, subscribe for free at PacketPushers.net. And for even more great information, become a member. That's at PacketPushers.net slash members. As always, thanks for listening.